You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team, Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, what's up, what's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. I know it's been a minute since we've done a show, but back at it, at least for today. It is actually Sunday. It is actually Super Bowl Sunday. Your boy Q here sitting in my hotel room as I prepare, as I wait, sit around for a little while, and uh, get ready to head on over to Hard Rock Stadium for the San Francisco 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl 54. And I know a lot of questions have been out there. How come there hasn't been a show? It's been like a week, a week and a couple days. Let me just tell you straight off before we even get started in today's episode, it is 100% all on me. It has nothing to do with the network, has nothing to do with my job, has nothing to do with anything. It's all 100% on me. I've had a lot of things going on, a lot of trials and tribulations going on in my life right now, and uh, I just had to take a step back. And I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to be back doing a show every single day uh, from here on out because this week is going to be very trying. Again, this is Sunday when I'm recording this just because I know uh, after tonight, after the game, I got to get back on the, the airplane and head back to Central Texas, and then uh, this week is going to be really, uh, like I said, very, very difficult for me. So I, I just, I'm going to maintain, and I just appreciate everyone's patience. I appreciate everyone's uh, understanding and realizing that sometimes uh, life becomes way bigger than a podcast, way bigger than a job, way bigger than a whole lot of things, way bigger than ourselves. I mean, it's just, it's real crazy. And and really, I probably. If it hadn't been for the fact that uh, I was already booked to go to Super Bowl 54 and, and already had the accommodations through my job already taken care of, probably wouldn't even be in Miami this week. But uh, I had to do that just because the, the company spent a lot of money to get me down here. So I thought the least I could do is go ahead and do that. Plus, at the same time, you need to you need to work some time to keep your mind focused off of other things. And so that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to maintain. It's been very, very difficult. At some point, I may speak on it. I don't know. I, I've, I've thought about it. I've talked to other people. Uh, my, my old boss from uh, from a radio station in California told me that I should speak on it. That's the best way for me to get over things. But I don't know. It's just something that's going on in my mind, and I, I don't know if I'll ever speak on it or not, but uh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But either way, just know that it has nothing to do with the, the podcast. It has nothing to do with I don't want to do it anymore. They're mad at me because of the length of the show. None of that. It has nothing to do. I've seen all that speculation out there. I didn't get too busy because of um, you know Super Bowl week. It's just a lot of crazy stuff and life comes at you really really fast and um there's no manual and there's no book on uh, you know how to prepare for things that i got going on right now in my life but again this is not for you to you know say oh sorry q hope everything's i don't need you know any kind of sympathy or anything that's not why i'm telling you that i'm just kind of give you a quick explanation on why there hasn't been a show and a lot of people hit me up on twitter and i appreciate that a lot of people hit me up on twitter making sure that it wasn't apple or it wasn't their uh, you know their podcast network that they were trying to trying to download and they couldn't find the show so 
no, it's been me, me, and 100% me. So coming up on today's show, it's kind of like the Super Bowl edition. Uh, again, I've been in Miami the whole week uh, covering Radio Row uh, for ESPN Central Texas and have had a lot of guests on the radio station, had a lot of guests on the show, and I've had a lot of good conversations. So what I'm going to do in today's episode, in segment number three, I'm going to talk to Hall of Famer. Well, I actually, myself and Paul Catalina, a guy who works for ESPN Central Texas, uh, we talked to Franco Harris. That's right. Hall of Famer Franco Harris, obviously uh, the recipient of the Immaculate Reception. I think that that was a really, really good interview. And I know it's not technically Raiders related, but it is Raiders related because the Immaculate Reception. I'm going to have that interview in itself in segment number three. It was probably a good 10 to 12 minutes, maybe 11 minutes. I don't know. But he was a he was a good dude. And it's funny when he sat down, he saw my computer and saw the Raiders sticker on it. He said, wait a minute, you're a Raider? And then Paul Catalina said, well, I'm a Cowboy fan. He said, oh, my God, sitting in between a Raider and a, and a Cowboy fan. How can this go? How can this happen? But anyway, Franco Harris was a lot of fun uh, to talk to. So you're going to hear his conversation that we had, myself and Paul Catalina, in segment number three. In segment number two, I talked to Darren Waller, one-on-one, Raider, Raiders tight end, who uh, got snubbed, obviously, for comeback player of the year. That's something I'll talk about here in segment number one. But uh, Darren Waller, I talked to him one-on-one. I'm going to have that to begin segment number two. Then also, I'm going to include some of the conversation that myself and Craig Smoke had with Bill Romanowski. Uh, not the whole conversation, because we talked about the 49ers, we talked about the Super Bowl, but there was a part of it at the end where we started talking about the Raiders. So I'm just going to include that part where he talked about the Raiders and uh, you know some good stuff in there from Bill. So I'm going to have that. And then also... Kevin Harlan, uh, the guy who uh, is calling the game for uh, Westwood One Radio, he's a really, really good, I think it goes Greg Papa and Kevin Harlan, Kevin Harlan, Greg Papa, whatever, as far as the best uh, play-by-play guys in the business. I really do. That's what I think it, it goes. And so uh, Kevin Harlan, I'm not going to have our whole conversation that we had, but myself and, uh, and Craig Smoke, we talked to him, and I brought up that December 15th game because he was on the call with Rich Gannon for that uh, final home game of the, the Oakland Coliseum. So I brought that up and uh, just hear his thoughts and hear his emotions and you could tell that the, the Raiders in that game were very emotional to him and you could tell that, that game was very emotional to his par- broadcast partner Rich Gannon so you also hear that in segment number two here in segment number one well to close out segment number one what I'm going to do is give you the news and the notes of the day and really it's all about what the Raiders didn't receive what awards Raiders uh, did not receive first of all Josh Jacobs that was a guy that I was actually supposed to interview and I never got a chance to interview his agent lost their Super Bowl tickets I don't know whose it was but his agent, Josh Jacobs' agent, lost two Super Bowl tickets worth $3,000 a piece, and it just happened to be sitting over by the table that we were posted up at, and uh, actually my co-host, Craig Smoke, actually found them at the end of the day and was sitting there, and we were trying to figure out what in the world is going on, where are these tickets, and they were $3,000 each, and so anyway, long story short, we made a few calls, uh, talked to some police, police made a couple calls, found out it was this guy, this guy named Max, and that's, uh, that's Josh Jacobs' agent. Anyway, he comes and picks up the tickets, and he is so, I mean, just thrilled because, I mean, that's $3,000 a piece that he lost, you know, and, and just, I mean, he said that he had called his wife, and he was sick to his stomach just knowing that he had lost those tickets. So anyway, we gave him the tickets back, and he started telling us about different clients that he had, and, um, you know, one of my, my co-workers was saying, hey, well, you know, Q's a big Raider fan, and he said, Oh, Josh Jacobs is my client. I got Josh Jacobs. I'll get you an interview with him tomorrow. Well, anyway, that never happened. So I didn't get to talk to Josh Jacobs, unfortunately. But I tell you all that to talk about Josh Jacobs and the fact that he did not win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Instead, that goes to Kyler Murray. And, you know, I really felt towards the end of the regular season when Josh Jacobs started missing games, missing games, missing games due to injury, I felt that there was a good chance that he was not going to win it. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve it. Josh Jacobs 100% deserved to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Kyler Murray, I know it's a quarterback league. 
and I know he was the number one draft pick overall in the 2019 draft, but I don't think that what he did in 2019 was that great. I mean, he did good. Don't get me wrong. He did good. He's going to be a good quarterback for the Cardinals for probably for years to come. But he wasn't that exceptional where Josh Jacobs was a difference maker. But either way, Josh Jacobs does not receive that award offensive rookie of the year, even though he earned it. Again, a guy that's very, very humble, a guy who doesn't even really care about awards. So it's not like it really bothers him. But just kind of saw the writing on the wall when he started to miss games towards the end of the season. And, uh, you know, also the fact that it's a quarterback driven league and we all know that. And uh, so that's just how it shook out. So Josh Jacobs comes in second, and it wasn't even close. The voting wasn't even close. It was like 26 to 13. You know what I mean? So it's not even like he just barely lost. He, he, I mean, he got beat out in a major way. So apparently the writers and the voters were not paying attention to what Josh Jacobs was doing with the Raiders in 2019. Instead, all eyes were on Kyler Murray. And that's what happens when you're the number one pick overall in the draft, and you're a quarterback, and you're a little dude, and so you're kind of going against all odds. But uh, Kyler Murray takes home that award. Defensive Rookie of the Year goes to Nick Bosa and not Max Crosby. I don't think anyone was surprised by that, including Max Crosby, even though he had numbers that were similar or better than what Nick Bosa did for the 49ers. Ultimately, the 49ers are playing in the Super Bowl. And I, I can't tell you if they won or not, because again, I'm recording this before the Super Bowl. This is Sunday morning before I head to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, again, Nick Bosa and the fact that that front, that front uh, line of the 49ers is so dominant and he's a major factor. Uh, I think everybody knew that Nick Bosa was going to win that. But Max Crosby, fourth round draft pick. I mean, you talk about uh, expectations. Nobody expected the dude to put in the season. He did. He put in a hell of a season. And uh, I love the fact that he tweeted out, you know, second place is the first loser. Got more work to do. That's great. That's a great attitude to have. Max Crosby is going to be a dog for some years to come. Very excited about what he brings to the table. And then the final award that did not go the Raiders way was probably the one I'm most disappointed about. And that's Darren Waller. He did not win comeback player of the year. Ryan Tannehill did. And I know I did a show a few weeks ago uh, when PFWA actually put out the, the Ryan Tannehill. Andy Hill wins comeback player of the year, and I just don't buy it. I really don't. This guy is about to receive a third contract in the league. You know what I mean? It just, yeah, has he had some rough times? Yes. But what Darren Waller has done, that's comeback player of the year material. There's no bigger comeback than what Darren Waller did. Again, if there's one guy who I could say in the league may be deserving as much as Darren Waller, that'd be Travis Frederick, the center for the Cowboys because of what he's dealing with but, or what he dealt with and he came back from. But Darren Waller, man, he was just about out of the league. He was just about, you know, one step away from uh, ultimate stay in rehab and, and who knows what direction his life was about to go. Instead, he turns his life completely around off the field, turns his playing career around on the field, receives a three-year contract extension. I mean, come on, leads the team in, in catches. And you'll hear in the interview in segment number two that I have with them, I said, uh, I said, Darren Waller should be comeback player of the year. And hell, maybe he is because I recorded that interview, I think like on Wednesday or Thursday uh, throughout the week. And so obviously the NFL honors wasn't until Saturday night. So I didn't know. I said, hey, maybe you are going to be comeback player of the year. But he knew that he deserved it. I know that he deserves it. All the Raider Nation knows he deserves it. So the Raiders get shut out on all awards at the NFL honors as far as offensive rookie, defensive rookie, and comeback player of the year. I can see a case for both uh, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller winning. Again, uh, not surprised that Max Crosby didn't win defensive player of the or defensive rookie of the year just because Nick Bosa and the 49ers played in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, there's there's that. I mean, the, you win those kind of games, you're going to get that kind of love. It's, it's just what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, man, that Darren Waller not winning the, the uh, comeback player of the year really, really disappointed me because I'm telling you, there is so many stories outside of just what happens on the field. I mean, did Ryan Tannehill have anything where his life was ever in jeopardy no Darren Waller did 
You know, Ryan Tannehill never had no moment thought that, you know what, my life is going down this hole that I can't get out of. Darren Waller did. And believe me, from what I've gone through uh, this past couple of weeks and, and from obviously seeing the, the, the loss of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and, and the whole all nine people that were on that helicopter that went down at the beginning of the Super Bowl week. Matter of fact, it happened on Sunday, last Sunday. Um, man, life is way more important. Life, life, life. That's what you got to focus on, the life side of things. Yes, the playing side of things, the athletic side of things is great. We root for these guys each and every day. But, man, root for these guys off the field as well. And Darren Waller is a hell of a story. I root for this dude every single day. Not every single Sunday, not every single Thursday, Monday, whatever. No, I root for this dude every single day because every single day is a challenge to him. And so to see a guy like Ryan Tannehill, who's about to be on his third contract extension, for that guy to win – Comeback player of the year just really, really disappoints me. Darren Waller was very, very deserving of that, and I'm very disappointed that he did not receive that. But that's really the news and notes I got for you here in segment number one. Coming up in segment number two, going to get you all the interviews from Super Bowl week, all the interviews that I was able to either do on my own or be a part of, bringing those to you. Coming up in segment number two, Darren Waller, Bill Romanowski, Kevin Harlan. That's all coming up in segment number two of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I got to tell you about Blue Chew. And, fellas, I'm talking to you. You want to be that guy that you used to be. You want to get that turbo boost, that extra oomph in the bedroom. Believe me, your lady will like it, too. But, uh, yeah, you want to be that guy that you used to be or at least perform like that guy you used to be, then Blue Chew is for you. And, again, this is not for guys who just can't perform. It's guys who want that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. It's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in discreet package, no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. And since it's made in the USA, Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, which means they're cheaper than a pharmacy. It's as simple as that. Right now, all Locked On Raider podcast listeners, you get a free, you can try it for free, actually. All you got to do is go to BlueChew.com. That's the color blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, try it for free. So what do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. I mean, $5 for shipping, but you did that last night, right? Spent $5 on something stupid like a a pack of gum or a drink or whatever. I don't know what it was, but it was only $5. So BlueChew.com, promo code locked on. You can try it for free. All you got to do is pay it $5 for shipping, and then you could be the dude that you used to be. And then you'll say, man, I need to try this Blue Chew more often. So again, BlueChew.com, promo code locked on. Try it for free, $5 shipping. And we thank them for being a sponsor of the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are jumping into segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your boy Q here. Going to give you some interviews or let you hear parts of interviews that I did and, and was a part of on Radio Row throughout the week covering the Super Bowl here in Miami. Again, this is a Super Bowl Sunday. I'm actually recording this, and so I just want to bring you some of the sights and sounds. So first of all, I actually had a one-on-one with Darren Waller about four, four and a half minutes. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. He did not win Comeback Player of the Year. We all know that it's a sham. I think it's a sham. Definitely should have won it but he didn't and it's not just about the award it's about the man but either way you look at it all good he did give me about four or five minutes to talk to him so here's my conversation with Raiders tight end Darren Waller I'm here on Radio Row right now, Super Bowl 54. I'm here with Raiders tight end Darren Waller and coming off an outstanding season, over 1,000 yards, uh, led the team in, in, in catches and in yards. How, how, how did you sum up your 2019 season with the Raiders? Uh, definitely growth for sure. Um, 
know, growth into a, lead, a more of a leadership role, growth as a player, growth in my consistency for the team. So I'll say growth if it was one word. How did you feel the team grew? You went up there, got to a point where it was six and four, and then went on a little bit of a losing streak, but were able to rebound as well. How did you feel your whole team kind of just kept growing? Um, when adversity hit, there wasn't a lot of guys pointing fingers. It wasn't guys just folding it up and ready to, you know, book a vacation or anything. It was guys that were coming to work and ready to correct things and uh, just still go out there and have fun at the end of the day. And I know you're not a rookie and you weren't a rookie in 2019, but uh, kind of, you know, had a bounce back. You know, I had to make a major comeback. And also the Raiders had a, a heck of a rookie class. Did you feel like you're part of that young nucleus that can help this team go far? Yeah, I do. Um, for In a way, it does kind of feel like a rookie year because it's like my life kind of hit a reset button. So I do feel like I'm part of that, uh, the young core that's going to push this team forward. And uh, it's, it's a lot of good guys. It's definitely not just me. And, you know, I love how you say press the reset button and, you, you know, you get your life back on track and that's one of those things that I've seen you you've been very vocal and let it be known that if I can do it you can do it how important is that to keep that message going uh, I mean I feel like in life you know we feel most fulfilled as people when we're of service to others and uh, can have something to give not just gain things for ourselves at all times so I kind of started to realize that and we're like okay makes me feel good to you know maybe if I can help somebody else just one person you know that makes me feel good more than anything I can just get for myself talking to Raiders tight end Darren Waller and uh, just the other day uh, you be officially became a Las Vegas Raider. Uh, they had the, the ceremony out there in Vegas. Uh, you were there. It was a pretty awesome little event. How does it feel to be officially a member of the Las Vegas Raiders? Uh, it's exciting, man. It's an exciting time. Uh, we're in an exciting place, an exciting city uh, with people that are excited about having us there. So it's an amazing moment. It's a privilege to definitely be a Las Vegas Raider. I've seen plenty of pictures and videos of the stadium. It looks sleek, but you've actually been able to tour the stadium. How is it? How, how is the stadium? What does Allegiant Stadium feel like and look like to you? Man, it is... It's like football, amusement park, nightclub, like everything all in one. But it's like at the end of the day, people are going to be excited about football. It's a great place to come and just enjoy the game and just, you know, have a great time. So we're excited about playing in that stadium and having people there that care about us. And before you ever play a game in the stadium this year, you're going to have the, the NFL draft in April. is going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be a big to-do. Of course, they're going to blow that up. Uh, is that exciting to be in that city and know that that event is there because the Raiders are there? Yeah, yeah. It's our city, man, and we're excited about what the city is doing and how they're branding itself and just, you know, making it a place where people want to be, people want to come, people want to have fun, people want to come see the Raiders at the end of the day so we're excited about our city you know you mentioned it's our city you mentioned that a couple times you Alec Ingold you guys were out in the community out of the schools sharing that love how important is that to not only embrace the fans that are there but also the community the school the kids yeah it's important to embrace everyone because uh, we're just representatives of the community people may come to watch us and lift us up but we're no better than any of the people they really hold the community together the teachers you know the students just normal people in general you know everyone we all coexist as one and it's good to be there and serve them and give them hope to say okay like okay i can dream big i don't have to settle for anything i can do whatever i want to do so that's that's the main core of it final question for you everyone talks about chucky the character of chucky who john gruden is when you got to work with him obviously they picked you up in 2018 but when you actually had a whole season with him who is john gruden and John Gruden is a football fanatic. John Gruden loves seeing young people improve. John Gruden loves the team aspect of the game and the everyday, the ins and outs. He's a football junkie. You excited about uh, being a Raider in 2020? Absolutely. Congratulations on that contract extension as well. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. That's right. Raiders tight end, Darren Waller. Great season. Uh, should have been a pro bowler. Should have been comeback player of the year. Who knows? Maybe he is. But uh, great season, and it's a pleasure being with you. Oh, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
So that was me and Darren Waller one-on-one. Uh, he was really cool, man. It was really cool. I went up to him, introduced myself, and uh, asked him if he was going to be sticking around for a while. I was going to try to get him over at the table. And he said, no, I'll probably be leaving in a couple minutes. But, you know, if you want to do something, we could do something right now. And I was like, well, let's just do it. I said, I can knock it out right here. And he said, right here? I said, yeah. So I pulled out my phone and boom, just uh, knocked out that interview really quickly. And again, he was a lot of fun. Then he signed some autographs for some fans. And it's so funny, man, when you're on Radio Row and they let the fans into a certain areas, they don't let you in where all the tables are, but they let the fans in kind of walk around there uh you know they they saw me talking to him and people just started going up to him and, and asking for autographs and and taking pictures of him and then after i'd walk away someone's like hey who was that by the way <laughs> so it's darren waller tied in for the raiders oh okay cool you know but they had already got his autograph they'd already took a picture of him but that's just how it goes so that was darren waller hopefully you enjoyed that now let's go ahead and keep this thing moving jump right into bill romanowski and it wasn't the whole conversation we talked to him for about 16 minutes from everything about the super bowl nick bosa just the uh, nfl in general but I started off talking about linebackers in general because that's a position that the Raiders have ignored for far too long. So I talk about linebackers, and then we jump into the Raiders and his thoughts on the Raiders. So here's a part of our conversation with linebacker Bill Romanowski. Bill, you played the linebacker position, and you were a fierce competitor, and people didn't want to mess with you. You were a dude. I mean, you you had that dog in you, and, and it was great to see. The linebacking position now in the NFL is a little bit different where – you know, it's not really the guys coming down making the big hit because now all of a sudden it's they're throwing the ball around the around the yard. How have you seen that linebacking position change? Well, here's what it is: is it's become a passing league, mm-hmm. and when it becomes a passing league, you focus on pass rush and DBs. Right. You know, linebackers are still pretty damn important. Very important. But what they got to do is they got to cover now. Yeah. And that's a different mentality than, you know, your Mike Singletary's, your mm-hmm. big-time middle linebackers, you know, the Lawrence Taylor type. Right. Where he was a he was a pass rusher, but he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. Harry Carson, yeah. big inside linebacker type. You know, linebackers were a big, seemed to be a bigger part of the game than they are right now because it's about defensive ends, mm-hmm. defensive linemen, you know, rushing the passer, and what do you have on the back end in coverage? Right. It's almost like you have a safety, a little bit bigger safety, come up and play linebacker now. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you're in the game with one one middle linebacker, and he's got to be a guy who can cover the tight end mm-hmm. or the running back, depending on who the safety is going to be covering. Right. We've got the great Bill Romanowski with us here on Radio Row, and uh, we got to you know close the show here in a few. So, Q, you got anything Raiders related you want to ask Bill before we go? I mean, the Happy smoothie catchers. king. Just take a big sip of the smoothie. I love the smoothie king. I have to have been sipping it while um, you've been yeah, talking. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I do have to ask him Raider related because now look, the Vegas, the draft is going to be in Vegas this year. The team is officially the Las Vegas Raiders. I know you spent time with them. You spent a lot of time with Gruden. What are your thoughts on the Raiders, especially the draft class that they had this past year? You know what? I I thought they did a really good job in the draft. Uh, you know, I think the one thing I would have loved to see more of is Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more, you know, production out of that. Right. But then you get a fourth rounder in Crosby where he dominated, you know. Uh, so, you know, the running back, 
kicked butt this year. You know, there are so many bright spots, mm-hmm. you know, with their draft, and they were a young football team. Waller had a phenomenal year, um, and I think his future is just going to be brighter. Um, but to me, if you can't stop the opposing team, right. it's hard to win. You ain't lying. Yep. So you need some more defensive talent. To me, they need to grab a DB, a shutdown corner in free agency. They got to draft one. Yeah. They need to get a defensive lineman who is a dominant force in free agency, and they got to draft one. And they need a dominant deep threat at receiver. You put that in what they have already, you know, we may be next year we'll be seeing them in the bowl. Bill need a linebacker, too. <laughs> oh, that, hey. You know, need a linebacker, Bill. You know, the, the one thing that, you know, I was very vocal about is Vontez Perfect mm-hmm. when, you know, he got thrown out of the basically the league, Yeah. you know, for that hit. And I didn't like the hit. No. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've had some of those dirty, you know, I've, I've made some of those dirty hits mm-hmm. where, um, you know, you look back at it and you kind of cringe and you're like, why the hell did I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, but the game is a little different now. Yeah. You know, they look at that and you're a guy that has some history of dirtiness. Right. And, you know, you're out of the league for the rest of the year. You know what? He would be a nice And what he needs to do, he needs to go to Goodell, and he needs to say, okay, Roger, what do I need to do? Right. I'm playing linebacker in the National Football League, which is a violent position. Hey, I understand. I can't be doing crazy, reckless, dirty stuff. And this is a guy that he changed. He was not the same guy. You know, for that one play, mm-hmm. yeah, the old Vontes came back, but this is a guy that really changed the way he was approaching the game. He was a better pro. He was a better leader, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, the defensive captain and the guy that ran the defense out on the football field. So, you know, I hope, I like, you know, I like when a guy can resurrect himself, change, and come back and have a nice a nice ending. All right, so that was the conversation right there with Bill Romanowski. Again, not the whole thing. The whole thing was about 16 minutes long. If for some reason you want to go back and listen to it, you can. SyntechSportsFan.com under podcast, Unnecessary Roughness Podcast, and it's right there. You can find the whole thing. Matter of fact, you can go back if you want to just go back and look at all the interviews we did throughout the week on Radio Row. You can do that. It's right there again on the on the website, SyntechSportsFan.com. A lot of good stuff. A lot of real good stuff. One, one day this week, I'll probably put our Emmett Smith conversation on the podcast, and not because it was such great stuff about football, but just it, it was real deal life stuff that Emma Smith was talking about. So I'll probably do that at some point throughout the week. But either way, let me uh, go ahead and wrap up segment number two right here with just a couple minutes from the great Kevin Harlan. He was on the call, or he's going to be on the call later on today for the Super Bowl for Westwood One. Does a great job. Uh, him, Rich Cannon, everyone does a really, really good job on that call. And I asked him about that December 15th game, that final game in Oakland, the the way that the Raiders closed down the Coliseum and just got his thoughts on, on that game as he was on the call. Here's myself talking to Kevin Harlan. What about the scene on December 15th? You and Rich Gannon on the call that last 
that last Raider game in Oakland. You got a big Raider fan here. Yeah, that was and that it was got hard. Ugly at the end. That was tough. It did get ugly at the end. The fans were ticked off. I think the reality was setting in. Yeah, that they were moving, and now officially they are known as the Las Vegas Raiders, which is going to take some time for us to get used to saying. And um, I felt bad for those people out there. That is not a. Uh, that is a that is a crowd base that has not abandoned their team. They have stayed with them, and they are some of the best fans in pro football. And their team is leaving them for a second time, and uh, and that's got to be tough. Uh, you you spend a lot of money for these tickets, a lot of money to park those cars, yeah, a lot of money to buy that hot dog and hamburger, and now it's gone. So my guess is is that they'll be incredibly successful, rich beyond their wildest imagination, being in Vegas. Uh, they're going to make so much money out there. Like they're, they're the poorest team now, they may become the most, the, the richest team in pro football, with everything that they've got out there at that Vegas nonstop money printing machine. So the stadium's beautiful, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be weird. And I know that they're going to miss some of that that naturally organic emotion and passion that came out of the black hole in those fans. They love their team. Very tough to watch. And it was tough for Rich, too. Rich went down before the game yeah. and shook hands mm-hmm. with all the people in the black hole. And John Gruden went there before the game, too, and shook hands with all those people. And then the game ended badly, as you may recall. Yeah. And that, that was that was too bad. So that was that was, that was unfortunate. i got to be honest. That was unfortunate to see. That's a proud football town. Pro, pro football has been big in that city, and, and now it's gone, and it's, it's too bad to see. All right, so there was my conversation right there. Not conversation, but just a little bit of the conversation with Kevin Harlan. But you heard him. You can hear the emotions in his voice when he's talking about uh, the Raiders and, and, and Oakland and how it's a football city and, and the fans. And you can tell that he's got a lot of love for the fans in Oakland. That's a cool thing, man. I thought that, that was really, really cool. So a uh, good conversation right there with Kevin Harlan. Again, you can hear the whole interview, if you want, on SentexSportsFan.com under Unnecessary Roughness Podcast. So uh, that's that for that. Coming up in segment number three, myself, Paul Catalina, we sat down and talked to the great, the Hall of Famer, Franco Harris. That's going to close out the show today. That's going to be the conversation that we have. You'll hear that next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I got to tell you about Echelon. And if you want to get in fit in 2020, you don't have to go join a gym, pay a ton of money for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. All you got to do is go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bike that offers a high quality at home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone. I'm talking busy moms, dads, first responders, elite athletes, whatever your activity level is, they got you covered. You'll love Echelon, but if you're not 100% satisfied, they'll give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L to learn about their limited time, free Apple iPad, and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash L-O-N-F-L, echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. Segment number three is on the way. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are jumping into segment number three, the final segment of today's show. Again, this is Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd, 2020, your boy Q. And the final segment is just one conversation. Myself, 
Paul Catalina, and the great, the Hall of Famer, Franco Harris. So, yeah, you know we're going to get into the Immaculate Reception. Really good conversation. Hopefully you enjoy this. I did. I thought this was one of the best interviews of the week. I got some more that I'll sprinkle in throughout the week that uh, I'll let you hear from some some stuff that we had uh, on Radio Row. Quinnen and Quincy Williams, I, I did that conversation. That was pretty fun. Three cues. That was kind of like the theme of it. It was uh, myself, Quinnen, and Quincy. So uh, that was a fun conversation. Like I said earlier, Emmett Smith, I want to bring that to you. But right now, I just want to bring you myself, Paul Catalina, and Franco Harris. Welcome back into ESPN Central Texas, Super Bowl 54 Radio Row, the great Franco Harris, 13 seasons, four-time Super Bowl champion, MVP of Super Bowl Nine, Hall of Famer, 100 touchdowns, so, so much to talk about Franco Harris. Just I, say the immaculate reception, the immaculate, man. I, 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 don't say, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Oh, he's too young to know that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm a little, little bit too young. Yeah, bit too you young. know that. I, just, I, didn't, I don't want Q to start crying. He's a Raiders fan. No, because at some point I'm going to ask him, did he catch it? Yeah. He knows I'm going to ask him at and, some point. Yeah. Oh, so, but, uh, now I know why. Asked me to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, it, you were here around the Super Bowl and this kind of craziness. It was not like this when you were in Super Bowls, was it? No, it wasn't. Now it's hard to believe, but I played in the Super Bowl with a single digit. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Super Bowl nine. I said, "Oh my gosh, Franco, that's incredible! Single digit Super Bowl." And when you uh, think back, you say, "Wow." Nothing like this. You right. Know what I mean, uh, but uh, I have to admit, now being out of it, coming here and enjoying all of this is fantastic. I mean, now as a player, I'm not sure how guys deal with it, but you know, when we were players, uh, you know, we couldn't get mixed up in a lot of stuff. And I have to admit, the first time as a non-player, years later after I played, I said. Uh, you know, okay, I'll go to the Super Bowl. I, like I said, I played him for, I don't know if I want to go, but I'm going to go, right? And I went to a Super Bowl, and I started going to all the parties and functions. I said, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. So this is what goes on outside of the team, all right. this stuff, people partying, having fun, and, the whole, you know, just a whole lot of things going on. And I said... Okay, I'm not going to miss another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know what? The festivities are nice. You know, you see a lot of the guys. Uh, uh, you know, it's just a great atmosphere. It really is a great weekend. Now, how cool is it to be able to see players not only capitalize on the field with what they do as far as making large money, obviously, taking care of themselves, but also being able to kind of have a brand and be able to, you know, to branch off and do other things and be part of uh, different corporations and just have their names attached to other things. And it all starts with the game of football. Yes, it does. I mean, football just broadens our horizons mm-hmm. in so many ways, connects us to to so many things and uh, and you know just as you mentioned when I got out of football I got involved in business I love business and and it really helps to connect to uh, customers to you know to other uh, people that can connect to your business and as you said uh, you get you know uh, you know, promotions can come along. So football just opened up a whole new world. And, right. and like, as you know, American football now is now global mm-hmm. in in so many ways. And so uh, the brand is strong. And, and you know, and it makes you feel good being part of that history. And I want to say, and I know you're Raiders and Cowboys, 
but did we have a history? Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. I mean, the 70s was an incredible run. I know you guys are too too young for that, but we had a, we, we we had an incredible but run. This what we're doing now, you guys built it. Like do you guys were the foundation. Like the seventies Cowboys, Raiders, Steelers, like though the that was the foundation that made this the event it is, wasn't it? And and I think you're right because uh you know, with Pittsburgh, you know, like I and I'm sure with the other team that you talked about and you know and you know this word too, but Steelers Nation grew up out of the seventies. And and that nation as you know is huge now and 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 each team has that following in that nation but uh uh you're right what we laid in the 70s laid the groundwork for what's now but also uh a nation of fans that has been incredible and and they're all over the world all over the world did you ever think you'd see a day that you'd uh, see nfl in las vegas you know what uh that one was was a nice surprise. I'm saying a nice surprise because uh, I'm glad to see it happen. And uh, and uh, you know, and you have to say you're a Raiders fan, and and I think that was the perfect fit, right, to go to Vegas. You know, because of your fan base out there, and uh, so it's going to be exciting. And and I, you know, hate to admit this, but. You know, me and my sister got a couple tickets. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let, I, I won't, so I can contain his emotions. You caught it, right? You caught it. You caught it. I mean, Come on. it was close. Come on. You caught it, right? My lips are sealed. <laughs> but I tell you what. You know what? Since you're a Raider fan, and if you go to NFL.com, uh, you know, uh, greatest moments. Yeah. And if you vote for the Immaculate Reception, that's the number one play and the number one moment in the 100 years of the NFL history, I might tell you. <laughs> you might tell me. So, so, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a Raider fan to vote. I'm voting right now. I'm voting, I'm voting right now. I'm voting right now. I'll tell you, it's one of the best. Uh, the documentary that, that was done about it was one of the best I've ever seen. It's just so many different angles and so many different conversations. And, you know, it's just it's one of those that even if you didn't catch it, it's, it's, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Listen to that. Listen to that. Listen to that. It doesn't even matter because it was so it's such a such a great part of history that it doesn't even matter. And we'll you, go ahead and let y'all have that one. <laughs> and, you know, but you talk about different angles and different views. Yeah. And 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 so one time I I did listen to the Raiders broadcast of it. You know, doing that actual game. It's like they don't sound upbeat. They don't sound happy. They don't. Sound, <laughs> it was a complete opposite of the Steelers' uh, radio footage. Right. You know, listen to the Raiders' radio footage of that particular play. All right. You mentioned uh, your businesses that you're you're involved in. Uh, one of the things we've, we've seen a lot of. I'm I'm a big fan of this because I think it helps. But uh, you're into to Spec 360 Spectrum. Uh, you have to help me with the with the name of this. Dolorex. Dolorex CBD. I, I love now, it. Yeah, like uh, Dolor is a French word. Mm-hmm. There you go. And uh, and uh, you know which you know means pain and RX you know um, so all about pain management and really about lifestyle management and so I'm a big believer in uh, CBD products and and we and Dolorex is a product 
is a product that performs. You right. know, all of us know about performance, right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it's all about, you know. And also, it's a brand that you can trust. And, uh, and, and it performs by the process that we use, the nanotechnology, the water soluble, and the bioavailability of, of the CBD in the product is fantastic. And you can trust it because FDA approved, approved labs, you know, we have certificates from seed mm-hmm. to shelf. And so in this industry now, just like anything in the beginning, you know, uh, it you know, has to where trust and we're also performance counts like anything. So Dolorex, I'm involved in it as a, as, a, as, a, as a partner in it, but also trying to spread the word because I am a big believer in CBD yeah, and, that's great. And, and, yeah. and the great benefits that that it can bring because we know that it's you know that it's clean, it's good, it's it's natural, and just finding out more things about it, you know, you know, because it's all about lifestyle, right? And right. And after football, I try to live a lifestyle and do a lot of things that can help prevent future. Uh, you know, complications or injuries or, or, or conditions later on in life. Yeah. And so uh, taking CBD helps with all of us. And I didn't notice before this either that all of us have cannabinoids in our body mm-hmm. naturally. Right. I mean, we have it. And so, you know, we need to keep those receptors refreshed. And that's important by... Uh, Taking uh, by taking Dolorex, keep those receptors refreshed uh, to help with your uh, lifestyle as you go forward. I know we got to let you go, but I got to okay. tell you real quick. Even though I'm a Raider fan, my dad, diehard Steeler fan, tell he's gonna be dad so proud. I said hello. <laughs> He'll be so proud that I talked to you. So uh, I just uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Hey, Thank guys, you so this much. Was fun, guys. Absolutely, this was guys. The, the great Franco Harris with us here on Radio Row. All right, so there was a conversation. He never said say if he caught it or not. <laughs> And he never will. He'll take that to his grave. And I'm not mad at him, man. Franco Harris was a a good dude to talk to. I had a lot of fun. And you see how I said, well, we'll go ahead and let you have that one then. <laughs> and he just laughed and laughed. Again, had a lot of good spirit. Uh, he was a good dude. Um, and you see how he was talking about CBD. And that's the thing about it on Radio Row. A lot of these people, they, they come, but they're, they're there because of something. They're there and they're supporting some kind of cause or they're uh, pushing some kind of product. And that's just part of the game. You know, it's what it is. You, you get the Hall of Famer. And you get to talk about, you know, whatever product they're, they're talking about. And some of the products are really, really good, and some aren't. But either way, uh, that's just how it goes on Radio Road. Just kind of give you a little bit of a look behind the curtain. Now, uh, this is going to be played on Monday, so you'll hear it on Monday. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not sure when the next episode is going to be. It might be Tuesday. It might be Wednesday. I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be Thursday or Friday. Thursday or Friday, there will be no episodes. I'll be out of pocket in a major way and uh, hopefully uh, start to really – turn corners and, and, and get back on, on our regular path. But um, I'm going to try to knock out an episode tomorrow. I'm going to try to knock an episode out Wednesday. Well, Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm going to try to knock out episodes those days. And then, like I said, Thursday and Friday, I can guarantee that there won't be any episodes. So uh, hopefully all is good and hopefully all is is the way I, I plan it so uh, until then Raider Nation uh, hope all is good with you thank you for understanding what uh, you know what I'm going through and kind of respecting the fact that it's, it's way bigger than the podcast it's way bigger than me and um, yeah so it just it is what it is and we'll keep on trucking along because that's what we got to do so until then Raider Nation as always just win baby